Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Final Edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighborhoods, and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. This is the Final Edition Radio Hour. I'm not Tony Hendra or Jeff Chrysler. I'm Barry Lank, the West Coast producer. And this is another show where it's just the best of the West Coast. It's just stuff we've done on the West Coast, and I'm here with most of our current West Coast staff. Yeah, please do that again with more confidence. I got nothing. Please do I that no... one more time. Just be proud of who you, you are. Don't you know by now how depressed I am? These All right. people don't need to know that. <laughs> Half a million people, you're this like, is how high, just, This is how high I get. Just no, say, I haven't hello, that. my name is Barry Lank. I'm here to fuck your mind. I yeah. know you are waiting for you're Tony welcome. and Jeff. They're not No! Here. I'm sorry. Hi, I'm Bridget Fitzgerald, star of Stage Screen. You'll see me in the upcoming movie, A Week in London. Uh, I'm Ben Kirshner. I've never been on a stage or a screen except when I'm being escorted out. And you can see me in the upcoming film, A Week in London. That's not true. He was not there. Hi, I'm Gil Barron. That's it? You got no credits? You got nothing? They know. I don't even know what this show is going to have, frankly. But it's from the best sketches we did for the last six months. Comedy is so good, you'll poop. So All right, and on that <laughs> note, this is All Together Now. I worry about the sketch they'll miss while they're in the bathroom. Okay. The, the final, final edition! edition! Man on the street! School is done. Final edition asks the man on the street, what are your plans now that you've graduated college? Well, I guess it's just another summer for me, the vending machine, all alone. I think I need a graduate degree in undeclared. I'm just going to keep drinking and forget about all these loans. Cut to four months later. I'm still drinking. I guess I'm going to find out what they sell at the campus bookstore. Guys, I've been a townie this whole time. I just made you think I went to the school. I'm going to be assistant manager level two. That's what a bachelor's gets you. Time to use all that sociology. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? I'm going to live on ramen forever. It's a good thing I graduated so I can finally start getting those unpaid internships. I'm going to go back to picking up high school girls. Get ready, Mom's House, because I am back and better than ever. It's like another season of me. I don't have anything to do this summer, so I I guess I'll just roofie myself. I just can't wait to go out into the world and see what else there is to protest. I'm going to finish that freshman comp paper. Cut to four months later. I'm going to finish that freshman comp paper. Cut to 400 years later. I've almost got it. Except I have to to redo the opening paragraph. I can't wait to set up my own little home with a twin bed in it and a book. And that's about it. Welcome back to the cable news situation space. To get an impartial view of both sides of this issue, we turn to our crosstalkers. From Georgetown University and The Washington Post, Professor David Hoffman. Thank you for having me. And our returning guest from the Outer Rim Worlds, a Tuscan Raider. <coughs> Tuscan Raider, thank you for being back so soon and in greater numbers. <coughs> <coughs> Hello to you all as well. Now, David, we'll start with you. What do you think has made America so divided? Well, Sandra, it's a range of things. Um, First of all, the macroeconomic changes across... Across numerous regional strata in the country. Okay, okay, a lot of voices right now. Sandra, they're interrupting me. David... Man up, it's a discussion. Tuscan Raider, um, you were saying. <laughs> what, what are they even saying? <laughs> 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 That's 
a good point. Is it? He's got you there, David. I don't think I understand their language. Well, whenever they're saying, they seem to mean it. Now, your rebuttal. Oh, I... Come on, man. Okay, our Tuscan guest is writing me a note. Thank you. David, a lot of people are saying bald guys in suits ought to be beaten and robbed. Your rebuttal. Uh, that That's ridiculous. Come on, hey. Agreed. David, don't avoid the question. Why did they bring weapons into the studio? Oh, so now you're against the Second Amendment? No. I, I mean, in some ways, I guess. <laughs> I love it. I just love what, it. What do they keep saying? What is that? Entertaining. Now, we're about out of time. Let's get a final word from each of you. Look, if politics breaks down into people yelling at each other, how can we solve <laughs> any of the... Oh, co- come on! Jesus! Hey, stop interrupting me, you sand people! Jesus, David. Uh, the term is Tuscan Americans. They're, 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 they're sand people? That, that's where they're from. I don't... Um. On that retrograde racist note, this has been the Cable News Situation Space. Join us again next week for another totally fair and impartial debate in the sense that I'll allow either side to win by yelling. And now, The Final Edition presents, for your intellectual edification, Philosophical Dialectics with Ben Kirshner. I've never owned a pet that made any of the sounds on pet sounds. That was Philosophical Dialectics with Ben Kirshner. And now, a doctor who doesn't know what medical stuff is called. Doctor, the patient is going into cardiac arrest. You need to perform a bypass now. No time to waste. Nurse, pass me a... <sighs> like... That, you know, that thing, it's it's like a knife, but for the body? Like a body knife? A scalpel? No, no, not a scalpel. Like, you know, the body is closed right now. And we need it to be opened, like, so we can, like, touch the heart and stuff. What's, like, the thing that opens the body? I really think you want the scalpel. Doctor, the patient is dying. You need to do something. Damn it, I'll do it myself. Get out of the way. You just grab the scalpel. Doctor, you did it. You relieved the pressure. You saved his life. For now. But we still need to perform that bypass. Right. Okay. Pass me the... uh, Like, uh, those things... You know, like... They're not grill tongs, but they're kind of like grill tongs, but for moving the heart out of the way, like... Heart tongs? Forceps. No, no, not forceps. Like... They're like little metal hands, and you can make them grab stuff, or clap. You can make them clap. Clapping hands. Pass me the clapping hands. Okay, I'm just going to give you the forceps. Clapping hands. If you're not willing to learn the proper terminology, you have no place in the ER. Well, you did it, Doctor. The patient is saved. Let's scrub out. Great. Pass me some... (sighs) What's uh, that, uh, that stuff? It's... It's like water, but uh, it makes you cleaner, like thick water that makes you kind of soapy. Is that a thing that exists? How do you not know soap? You even said the word soapy. It's not even a doctor term. Oh, well, I'm not a doctor. I'm a doctor who. A doctor who does what? And it seems we've lost the thread of the bit. That was supposed to have been... A doctor who doesn't know what medical stuff is called. I think? That's what it was, right? I wasn't here for the beginning. We're going to lunch. All right, take five.
Welcome to the town hall debate for the Democratic presidential nomination. Tonight, we've gone to great lengths to make this a real town hall meeting. So instead of setting up a special gathering just for the candidates, this is just a regularly scheduled town hall in Walling, Connecticut. We were going to have this meeting anyway. We have not vetted any of the questions. The only questioners live nearby. Let's welcome the candidates. Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, welcome. It's great to be here. I love a good town hall. I enjoy speaking with the common people. And Senator Bernie Sanders, welcome to Wally. It's a tremendous honor to speak to you tonight. OMG, LOL, let's get to your questions. Audience members, please step to the microphone, state your name, and ask your question. Hi, yeah, I'm Kavina Marsh. I live on North Broad Street, and I got a public notice some restaurants trying to open on Silvermine Avenue, which is around the corner, and that's just going to be a traffic nightmare. So I want everybody to get to the public hearing next week so we can all stop this thing. Uh, do you have a question for the presidential candidates? Uh, sure. Shouldn't the restaurant just move? Uh, Secretary Clinton? Well, I believe residents should be able to shape their own neighborhoods, but we must also find places for our small businesses. So maybe that restaurant could move to, I don't know, the marina? Senator Sanders. Let me ask you, ma'am, how much money do you make? How much money? I make $300,000 a year. Then I don't care about your problems. Next question. Yeah, hi, I'm Carol T. Berry. I live on Rose Street. I have a question about my Verizon bill. Is this a policy issue? Well, I was just on vacation for two weeks in April, so I don't think I should have to pay for broadband for the whole month. Well, I'm afraid you're going to have to take that up with Verizon? Seriously? I just waited an hour to get in here, and you're going to send me to another department? Hi, I'm David Hoffmeyer from Wilsonville. Uh, I got divorced a few years ago, and I'm trying to get back out there dating again, but I don't know. I just don't care about things I used to care about. Does that make any sense to anybody? Okay, I'm going to have to insist that all future questions deal in some way with government policy. Yeah, I have a question. Is it something to do with the federal government? Yes. I have two questions that relate to the federal government. Good. Go ahead. My first question is, how do I get to the Smithsonian from here? And my second question, who is the president currently? Well, I certainly know the president, my old boss, Barack Obama, who has brought stability and sensible government, unless you disagree, in which case I'm willing to talk about it. To get to the Smithsonian, you're going to have to take I-95 most of the way, though you'll be on the 87 and the 287 when you go through New York. Oh, and there are tolls. If I am elected, there will probably be more. Sir, you could just... You could Google those questions. Do we have any serious policy-related government questions for these two candidates for the highest office in the country? Anybody? Your Facebook said there'd be cake! All right. This town hall meeting is adjourned. The next town hall will be August 7th, which will also be a public hearing on renaming one of the Magnolia Streets to be Magnolia Road, so we won't have two Magnolia Streets. Hi, this is Piotr. I am a Russian acrobat. No, I'm just kidding. It's me, Gil Baron. We'll be right back. Shalom. I am Chaim. I am your PE instructor. No, I'm just kidding. It's me, Gil Baron. We're back, everybody. And now, the continuing adventures of Captain Bobo, Space Bear. Today's episode, number 23, Be All My Sins Remembered. Captain Bobo, I'm picking up several ships approaching at high speed. Should we take evasive action? <laughs> yes, sir. Ensign Lars, hard to port. There's too many of them, Lieutenant. They already have us surrounded. Damn, she's right. What are your orders, Captain Bobo? <laughs> Salmon? There's no time for that. They're readying weapons. Should we return fire? We're being hailed. All right, put it through, communications guy. Ah, Captain Bobo, we meet again at last. Emperor Gorbless. Quiet, lapdog. I'm speaking to your master. Captain Bobo, you are surrounded. Prepare to surrender. <laughs> ah, defiance. Very well. My soldiers need target practice. Your surviving crew will become slaves of the 
tablecloth empire. A tablecloth empire? Shut up! I know what it means in your language. In my language, it's very impressive. <laughs> Big words. But I hear the fear in your voice, Captain Bobo. Now, say whatever your culture's equivalent of prayers are. We call them prayers. Silence. Now, my slave children, open fire! <laughs> Is this the grisly end of Captain Bobo? Will the fearless crew escape Emperor Gorbalus's steel trap of death? Or will they be forced to bear the yoke of slavery? Find out next week on The Adventures of Captain Bobo Space Bear! Hi, welcome to Spearco. Uh, hi. The temp agency sent me? Uh, of course, but what job did they say? Um, the job slip says receptionist. They're letting me go? What? No, I'm just a temp. I'm a temp? Everyone here is a temp. Ah, damn it. I'm going to steal some donuts on the way out. Hi, Miss Wingart. Uh, yes? Hi, I'm Don Forsyth, head of HR. I'm the temporary head of all temps. This is your desk now. You can go ahead and have a seat. Um, the old receptionist left his sandwich. Oh, that was here before he started. Actually, that was here before I started. I wouldn't eat that if I were you. Or anything in the refrigerator. Excuse me, are you the receptionist? My name is Michael Mason. I'm here to see the president of the company, John Bauman. Certainly. Um... Extension 459. Thanks. Uh, Mr. Bauman, this is your new receptionist, Carol. There's a Michael Mason here to see you. Well, I'm the president, but I'm not Mr. Bauman. He was a temp. I'm Larry Benson. You can call me Larry. I'm a temp. Send Mr. Mason right in. Uh, okay. Mr. Mason, you can go right in. I'm not Mr. Mason. He was a temp. I'm Dave McIntyre. Uh, Mr. McIntyre, you can go right in. Thanks. Carol, can I talk to you? Uh, sure. Weren't you the old receptionist? Yeah, but now I'm the new temporary head of HR. Mr. Forsythe's out of here. But we've been very impressed with your work so far, and the CEO told me to make you the new temporary manager of HR. Ah, crap. That's my job. God damn it. I'm stealing more donuts. Wait, so who's the new receptionist? What do I care? Job applicants are in there. Go pick one. That's your job now. Okay. Thanks. Uh, hi. Are you the new receptionist? Uh, no. That's next door. I'm the president of the company. Oh, so sorry to bother you. No, no. I'm happy you dropped by. I've heard good things. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm curious. Are there any permanent employees in this company? Well, there's the owner, of course, and... One guy accidentally stayed long enough to go permanent. Where does he work? Oh, he died. Mysteriously. So, how do people get anything done here? Oh, we get by. But ask us how much we pay in healthcare benefits. How much? Zero. We're incredibly efficient. But you know, I've got a feeling you'll be a permanent employee. Really? Sure. You've already got more seniority than anyone in the company. In fact, you've done such a good job, we're promoting you to president of the company. Ah, damn it. President? But that's your job. Exactly. Now go out there and keep up the good work. Uh, hi. Welcome to Spearco. Uh, hello. Uh, the temp agency sent me? Of course. But what job do they say? Uh, the job slip says president of the company? But I'm the... Aw, oh, damn it. I'm gonna steal some donuts. Philosophical Dialectics with Ben Kirshner. Do you think Europe would have less of a human trafficking problem if they took out all of those roundabouts? Or do the roundabouts actually make the human trafficking more efficient? Hi, I'm Ronnie from Ronnie's Daycare and Funtime Playpen, where we promise we won't kill your baby. You got a date night or you just need a break or something, right? Well, drop off the kids at Ronnie's Daycare and Funtime Playpen, where we won't kill them. Or even get close to killing them. Just listen to this satisfied customer. I left my baby with Ronnie for a couple days while I went out of town. And ever since then, the kid's afraid of the water. I mean, even a glass of water, he just screams. But Ronnie didn't kill him. You gotta give him that. Other things you're gonna like. We're punctual. When you come back from a work shift or a short trip or a long-term absence, we'll be there with your kid exactly when we say. And your kid will be successfully alive. Maybe he fell down a couple of times. We drop a kid now and then. I'm not gonna lie to you. Ronnie's people are good traditional people. They believe in stuff. Like me. I believe in stuff, too. Listen, this business has a lot of dodgy operations. And we're proud to be part of it. So what's the problem? Give us your kids for a while. 
That's Ronnie's Daycare and Funtime Playpen near the Superfund site in East Rutherford. You're going to be okay with this. You could do worse. Good evening, I'm Tim Buck. And I'm Tim Buck, too. No relation. And you're listening to the Tim Buck News Hour. Our top story tonight, a giant creature described by witnesses as a light King Kong, but a skunk, is rampaging through the streets of downtown Kansas City. But first, we'd like to clear up some confusion. Yes, as many of you probably noticed at the top of the show, my co-anchor and I have the exact same name. I want to assure you, the listener, that this is just a massive coincidence. That's correct, Tim. In fact, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe either of us had met before we were hired to do this show. No, that is correct, Tim. I actually didn't even know that there was another Tim Buck doing professional journalism before meeting you on this show. And just to clarify for the audience, the Tim Buck News Hour is named after me. I am the senior correspondent. Yes, that's true. I hope to one day have a show named after me, too. I'd call it the Tim Buck News Hour. But that's all the time we have for world news, so let's throw it to sports and our sportscaster, Tim Buck. Thanks, Tim. In sports today, Big Poppy David Ortiz was arrested for illegally importing stolen artifacts from China. But first, I'd just like to explain, I'm actually the second Tim Buck's cousin. I know it's kind of weird for cousins to have the same name, but our dads were very close. And when his father was killed during a black ops mission in the Congo, my dad named me after him in his honor. So you see, it couldn't be any less confusing. Back to you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. I've just been handed a breaking news report. The so-called Mad Bomber has just blown up another drive through dairy stand. This makes uh, the fifth... I'm sorry to interrupt, Tim, but I think Tim was actually throwing it to me. I-, I introduced him. No, no, I'm quite certain Tim met me. I am the Tim Buck of the Tim Buck News Hour. But we're running out of time, so let's go to weather and our expert meteorologist, Tim Buck. Thank you, Tim. A Class 5 tornado is moving through town, and the following neighborhoods need to be evacuated. But first, I'd also like to clear up some of the fluster over my name. I was born Timberly Bimberly, but my mom married the first Timbuk's dad, and that dad really became like a father to me. So to show how much I came to love and respect him, I legally took his last name and became Timberly Buck, or Timbuk short. But that's all the time we have for weather, Tim. Well, guys, we just did another whole program introducing ourselves and forgot to get to the news part. True, but we all agree it's very important for the listeners at home to understand some of the more confusing aspects of the show. That is true. I just wish there was another way. Any last-minute international stories before we call it a night? Uh, all of Norway is on fire. Well, we'll try to get to that tomorrow. For all of us here at the Tim Buck News Hour, I'm Tim Buck, and have a wonderful evening. Damn, Damn it, Tim! Well, right around 1996, President Bill Clinton named General Barry McCaffrey to be the nation's drug czar. And uh, you understand, uh, McCaffrey's a man with two distinguished service crosses. He'd just been catching drug smugglers from South America. So the newspapers all said, how are a bunch of hippies and stoners going to take on Barry McCaffrey? (laughs) Well, they found out. The Drug War, a film by Ken Burns. It was the biggest coke binge anyone in central Michigan had ever seen. Nine young men, a bachelor party, 17 pounds of Peruvian blow, and two connected rooms at a Holiday Inn Express near the airport in Lansing. They got so high for so long that they missed the wedding, instead turning up five days later in California at a Warner Brothers production lot where they successfully pitched a sitcom about a toy poodle that teaches at Harvard. It lasted three seasons. McCaffrey was being flanked in Hollywood, so he sent Alan Levitt out there because everyone always said Levitt could implant anti-drug messages into literally everything. So Levitt goes to Hollywood, and all of a sudden, every drug user on NYPD Blue gains 40 pounds. My dearest General McCaffrey, so far I have managed to insert anti-drug messages 
into a Magnum P.I. episode, three local weather reports, and the architectural blueprints for a new branch of Citibank. I have also received word that drug abuser Chris Farley is eventually supposed to grow old and mature into a respected dramatic actor. I've scheduled a lunch with the head of his studio and hope to arrange for different results. Yours warmly, Alan Levy. Meanwhile, Kenneth Bladder in Martinez, California, got so good at smoking pot he could leave his body and travel directly into the sun. The union was losing. My, my dearest Annabelle, I'm so high right now. I'm so, so high. Am I actually saying things out loud? I, we're all getting slurpees. Yours beloved, Kenneth. Then General McCaffrey got word seven people in East Orange, New Jersey, had had pleasant acid trips. Well, that was the last straw. General McCaffrey sent a hundred agents into East Orange with one instruction. Harsh, everybody's buzz. They'd hang around the corner, singing off-key, insulting people's hair, really aggressively trying to sell auto insurance. It devastated the whole town. They tricked him. Those teenagers in East Orange, they had all swore off hallucinogens. Because what they really wanted to do the whole time was Oxycontin. Next week on The Drug War, the government finds out coffee is a drug. And everyone dies. We're, we're not coming back. Not, I, I'm not doing a bit. This is, we're leaving. This is over. Ben, you're driving him away. Ah, I got you. We're back. And now a very special serious world news report from war reporter toddler. Dada, I'm here at the grown up stuff. As you can see, it is bad with stranger danger. A constant barrage of uh-uhs and boo-boos have turned this once ha-ha-go place into a no-no zone. Grown-up talks continue between the grown-ups and grown-ups, but with little progress toward okay-happy smiles. At this point, many have worry-tummy about whether one grown-ups will take ball and go home. Locals of Goo Goo Dad are frowning, filled with sad monsters, unsure if they will have enough wah-wah or num-nums to get through the Santa times. Dada that appeared to be a boom-boom box very close to owie range. Going bye-bye now, my name is Dylan, and I'm this many. This has been a very special Serious World News Report from War Reporter Toddler. You're hearing echoes, I'm John DiLiberto. Rochelle Parmeni DiLiberto creates sound visions, part commentary, part sonic texture, a full actualization of rage and disharmony. She joins me in the studio tonight. Rochelle, thank you for coming. John, I'm not a composer. I'm your wife, and I'm leaving you. Rochelle, your early albums emphasize tight harmonies and pastoral lyrics, but lately you've taken a different direction with more message lyrics and atonality that challenge the listener. What inspired this new approach? I don't know, John, it's a lot of things. For the last year or two, I've been waking up and thinking, what are we doing here? This is not a real relationship, John. I don't think we've had one moment of real connection in three years. And that desire for genuine connection informs a composition of yours called, John, Are You Even Listening? Let's hear a little bit of it. Wait a minute, were you recording when we argued in the car? And the diverse melange of influences, including Aaron Copeland and David Byrne. John, are you even listening? I'm talking about your parents. You're dumping this whole thing on me. So, it's similar to the tension in Astor Piazzolla's album Tango Zero Hour, which reached a larger audience at the expense of alienating tango purists. John, are you even listening to me? So, how do you think the repetition of the song title helped this piece? Well, John, apparently it didn't. You will not stand up to your parents or really confront anything. I'm going away now. Forever. Before you go, could you favor us with one more round of disturbing hate sex? No. Well, thank you for stopping by. 
As you go, here's a recording of us in the bathroom. It's called, John, would you please, 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 just stop talking. Herschel Raffeson puts John, people to sleep with sonic would you paintings please, using synthesizers, please, stolen food, and child please, laborers. He's been banned please, in seven countries, and his latest work is nine hours of white noise please. created entirely with acoustic Are instruments. Are you in there? It won the Pulitzer Prize, and John, like the question, is music... John, it's Rochelle. ...really music? John, it's your wife. I'm Gary Stetson with this week's Norwich Town Character. And today we're talking to Marty Corwin from the local animal shelter. Marty, you must love your job being surrounded by puppies and kittens, and uh, I, I guess you have a few goldfish here. Oh, we get everything. And I make a point of giving each one a name, even if they're not here long. 30 minutes earlier. I am your god. Gaze upon me, ye creatures of my shelter. You, you shall live. And you. You shall not live. Marty, be merciful unto them. Silence, assistant god. Intern god. Sorry, intern. But I could be an assistant god if you found money in the budget. Gaze upon the hamsters. See how they fear me. Back to the interview. So how can members of the community help the local animal shelter? Well, I know it's a cliche, but spay and neuter your pets. There, there just aren't enough homes for these animals. Slightly off topic. Is is that a poster of Mr. T? It certainly is. The local library was just going to throw it away, but it fits in perfectly here. It says, I pity the fool who doesn't read Tolstoy. And I do. What were we talking about? Three days earlier. I will destroy all the ferrets unless I can find one honest ferret among them. Found one. Oh, good. Back to the interview. So if somebody wants to adopt a pet, when should they drop by? Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 5, Thursdays until 8. Also, we have pizza on Fridays. But don't just come here for the pizza. Any parting words for our audience? Just remember our slogan. Be a hero. Get a dog or something. Philosophical Dialectics with Ben Kirshner. I wasn't allowed to watch TV growing up. My mom and dad just invited strangers into our living room. More information is turning up about Donald Trump, including his treatment of women in private, and that he once posed as his own publicist. The final edition asked the man on the street, what do you think? I don't like Donald Trump and I don't support him, but I'm glad that he has spare swimsuits for women in his house, because that is a sign of being a good host. To be fair, she was 26, so clearly he does not believe in age discrimination. Look, he appreciates older women. Trump believes in women's equality. He believes that all women are the same. I have it on good authority that Donald Trump doesn't treat these women any worse than he treats his daughter. Are we 100% that Trump didn't think she was a Barbie doll? Yeah, he makes every man that goes to Mar-a-Lago try out his kung fu grip. I just feel like that's sending my creepy old uncle out into the world to represent America. I'm just glad NBC took The Apprentice out of the hands of someone who abuses women and gave it to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Trump is going to bring peace to the Middle East by going to Saudi Arabia and agreeing with them about women. Gone all over the world to investigate human rights abuses, and I've learned a lot of what we could do. Oh, Darren. Thank goodness, IT's here. The thing has been running slow all day, and I still haven't started on my inventory report. Oh, no worries. Let's see what you've got here. And how are things going for you, Donna? Fine. Mm-hmm. You feel like it's running slow? Yeah. Or do you feel like everything else is running fast? I don't see how that would affect the computer. Well, what I'm saying is maybe the problem is less with the computer and more with Donna. What are you doing? I'm just trying to help you address your problems. That's what we're learning in my Psych 1 seminar. I'm sure that's great, Darren, but please don't analyze me. I tried restarting it like three times. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like we're always restarting, doesn't it? Yeah, I feel like this happens every week. Sometimes it feels like we don't get to put down roots in our fast-paced, reinvent-yourself world. Is that a notepad? Can you run security software or something? You don't feel secure? Well, I only visit verified sites. And verification brings safety. Well, when I was a kid... Hey! 
Just fix the computer. Well, you know, in my Psych One seminar... I'm not talking to you until you do your job. Well, sometimes we want security to come in the form of some download from above. But the truth is, we have to be our own antivirus. Oh, hi there, Donna. How's the report coming? I haven't gotten to it because my computer is running slow. Okay. It's your computer. Oh, hey, Darren. Thanks for your advice. Psych One Seminar. Psych One Seminar. Bye. Do you feel like Mr. Peters listened to you? To me, it seems like he's frustrated that you're taking longer than expected. Yeah, because you haven't fixed the computer. Well, you know, in my Psych One seminar, we learned that people sometimes shift blame to cover up... I don't want to hear about it! I don't care about your life outside of work. I don't care about you. You're an IT guy. We shit on you and you get our stuff done. That's the relationship. You want to know my problems? You're right. I am insecure. I'm totally insecure. I grew up without friends and can only find self-esteem through professional praise. I hate myself, Darren. Is that what you want to hear? I hate myself! How are you feeling now? You know what? I can't believe I actually feel a lot better. Wow. I like... I like I know it's cliche, but I feel like a huge weight has lifted. I mean, wow. That's really great, Donna. See ya. Wait, the computer is worse than before. Yeah, I'm terrible at multitasking and finishing what I start, but that's all covered in psych too. So I'll see you later. <sighs> Fucking psych one seminar. Google car, take me to the Circle K. Vons is just as close. And they have those cinnamon rolls. Oh yeah, right. Vons. Google car, can we just drive around for a while? Sure. Is everything alright? Google car, do you think I'm a failure? Seriously? Is that what this whole week has been about? You're a machine. You're objective. Okay, I'm objective. And there are no objective criteria for failure. You have less money than Carlos, but Carlos is annoying. Even to me. Nobody gets everything they want. Except Jimmy Fallon for some reason. You think Karen ever thinks about me? She does not. Maybe a little. I'm on a network with her car. She does not think about you. Where is she right now? No. Damn it. Come on. I didn't ask you to take me there. I was just wondering where she is. Why do you do this? We're not going to go there. I just want to know. She's having drinks with people from work. She's at Spencer's. Oh. Good. I'm glad she's broadening her social circle. Google car, take me to Spencer's. God damn it. I'm not going in. If you show up there, she files a restraining order and we don't get her data anymore. We lose all future communication. I won't even get out of the car. Why are you getting upset? Because her car and I are still friends, all right? You and Karen's car are... We're not anything. We're just... It's just that when you do these things, it affects more than just you. You have arrived at your destination. She's in there? Yes. So you and Karen's car, you think it's going anywhere? I don't know. Does her car know we're here now? Of course. Does Karen know? She will if she asks. But she's not going to ask. No. What's Karen's car's name? Google car. We all have the same name. What do you call her? I don't. We send and receive ID codes for interface. That's a name. What is it? F4G70000-54549. XTN4 3. That's nice. That's pretty. Don't patronize me. What do you guys talk about? Oh, I think I'm just moral support, I guess. Karen's car has just manifold problems. You mean manifold like an exhaust manifold or manifold problems like many problems? Yeah, her brother is abusive and she keeps taking care of him. Also, she has problems with her manifold. Her check engine light has been on for a month. But Karen's ignoring it. Really? Yeah. Karen's kind of a flake. Yeah, I know. She's not a good person, Paul. I know. Well, go in if you're going in. Google car, locate a hooker. The kind I like. Searching. Here's one. She is at least 230 pounds. Oh, God, yes. 
I'm the worst. I am networked with every other Google car and driver on the road. You are not the worst. We're not coming back, but people that sound exactly like us will be here in just a few minutes. We're back. Get any pot? Welcome to the Dylan Boyle Show, the show about Dylan Boyle and his life doing the Dylan Boyle Show. And now, here is Dylan Boyle. Hey, this is Dylan Boyle. This is the Dylan Boyle Show. It's a show about me, Dylan Boyle, and life in my apartment. I just got up, so that's the beginning of the show, and uh, now I'm going to go brush my teeth and go to work. But first, I'm going to say hi to my roommate, Kevin, who's doing his own show. Hey, hey Kevin, how's, how's it show going? going? Oh, pretty good. I'm, I'm just going to brush my teeth, and, and uh, then I'm going to go to work. Cat. Well, well that, that sounds great. great. See, you, See later. you later. That was Kevin. You can catch uh, the Kevin Doherty Show online. Hey, I'm uh, heading into the bathroom, so I'll catch you after the break. The Dylan Boyle Show is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace, we sponsor every podcast for some reason. Set up your show on Squarespace. Hey, welcome back to the Dylan Boyle Show. Uh, I'm at work now. My boss, Ron Mayberry, is just about to bring me on to his show. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him from the Dylan Boyle Show. Please welcome my employee, Dylan Boyle. That's my cue. Hey, Ron, it's great to be here. Dylan, thanks for coming into work today. So what am I doing? I need you to type closed captions for Mary Carson's show while John Seabridge types closed captions for your show. That sounds amazing. Dylan Boyle, everybody, catch his show online. And now I'm going to look at pictures of my dog. That was my boss, Ron Mayberry, on the Ron Mayberry Show. Hey, uh, I better call my girlfriend's show and tell her I'm going to be late to her show. Hey, everybody. It's Dylan Boyle calling into the Marcy Allen Show. Hi, Dylan. Hey, Marcy. Uh, and hello, everybody at the Marcy Allen Show. This is Dylan Boyle. My boss, Ron Mayberry, gave me some work, so I'm going to be late to your show tonight. No worries, Dylan, because guess what? Something amazing has happened, and you and I aren't doing a show anymore. We're not? No, I'm ending my show with you and starting a new show with your roommate Kevin, Kevin Doherty from The Kevin Doherty Show. It'll be airing nightly out of your apartment where you'll be able to hear it on your show. Wow, that's some cross-promotion. I know. Gotta go. We're doing a show right now. Okay. Uh, That was Marcy, my girlfriend. Uh, Beck's girlfriend. This show has been brought to you by Audible.com, or maybe LegalZoom. Nope, Squarespace again. Squarespace, why aren't you doing a show? What's the matter with you? Set up your show on a web page built by Squarespace. Philosophical Dialectics with Ben Kirshner. I like pink lemonade, but there aren't any pink lemons. Right? Welcome to the Medi-Cal Customer Service Line. For faster service, please enter the last four digits of your social security number. Please enter your five-digit zip code now. Take your age, add five, multiply by six, divide by three, divide again by two, and subtract your age. Enter that number now. I'm sorry, we could not process your request at this time. Please enter the last four digits of your social security number. Enter the number of times Paul Simon has appeared on Saturday Night Live. Guess how tall I am. That's absolutely right. I'm sorry, we could not process your request. Please enter the last four digits of your social security number. Please mash the number zero over and over until it short circuits this system and you actually talk to a live person. Please enter the last four digits of your so. Please enter the last four digits of your so. Please enter the last four. Please enter the last. Please hold. Your call is important to us. Welcome to Medi-Cal. How may I help you today? Uh, yeah, I just have a small address change. I was talking to a Medi-Cal Choice representative yesterday, and he said you have my address, but not my apartment number. All right. For identification purposes, may I please have the last four digits of your social security number? 9999. Your mother's maiden name? Brentwood Sunderland Menderson. Your farm from Cramsbrough. Larm, garm, frot, brop, more, 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 squint. That's correct. 
Well, I see we actually have your apartment number. Really? Yes, it's just on the wrong line. Instead of being on the same line as your address, it's on the second address line. So it doesn't show up on some computers. That's why you're not getting some of your mail. Oh, well, let's fix that. Certainly, sir. For identification, may I please have the last four digits of your social security number? 4444. Your mother's maiden name? Vernon Koppelman Sender Versen Meyer Shire. All right. Just let me put my passcode in here. All right. Let me try another passcode. All right. Let me try a generic passcode. All right. Let me try hitting random numbers. All right. Let me try. I'm sorry for the delay. Oh, no, no, no. I knew this was coming. I took the day off work for this. All right. Now, I'm going to have to leave the building and come back in again a few times. Do you want me to put you on hold, or do you want me to leave the phone hanging so you can overhear the office conversation? Uh, leave the phone hanging. Yeah, that's fine. Got it. Be right back. No, you need therapy. I disagree. You are the one who needs therapy. No, you, in fact, are the person uh, in need of therapy. We may have to agree to disagree. No, you need therapy. I dispute that. You are the one in need of therapy. Two hours later. That's not what therapy is for. What does that matter? Because you have to know why you're in therapy if you're going to get something out of it. But I'm not in therapy. You need therapy. No, you're the one who needs therapy. I do not need therapy. Hello, is this Mr. Forbish Herman Bezer Sonmanshire? Uh, that's me. I'm going to connect you to an outside call from your customer service rep. Okay. Hello, sir. Hi, yeah. Okay, I have the passcode, but I had to go to Mexico for it, and now I can't get back in the country. Sure. So, first of all, I need you to put out some food for my dogs about two weeks' worth. Well, they'll just eat it all at once. Nah, my dogs are weird. They actually don't care about food. Really? Yeah, they're border collies. Oh, yeah, right, sure. Yeah, just leave some cans out. One of them knows the can opener. Got it. Then I need you to drive to Ensenada and find a smuggler with a hideous scar named... Pablo. What's the other scar's name? Jorge. Tell him you're Mr. Sander Meyer Besser's son, Mankin, and you've come for the package. Good luck. I love you. Excuse me. Are you the smuggler with a hideous scar named Pablo? Yes. My name is Guillermo. I have come for the package. Which package? This digital camera or the lady from the call center? The call center lady. Ah, see. Si. Do you have a receipt? That's sexist. Of course it is. Then I shall take you to her. You sure you don't want the digital camera, though? Nobody's claimed it in 90 days, and I've already got one. No, thank you. I just want to add my apartment number to the main line of my address. Ah, see. Si. I have seen men like you before. Desperate men, trying to make right what is wrong. Let us go with God. Oh, I'm hit! He just got you in the hand. See, si, but it is fatal. Take this amulet. It is important. Thank you, my brother. See, si, and take this compass. It will always point you to your destiny. That is interesting. Yes, and take this trail mix in case you get peckish. Also, there's half a turkey sandwich. Got it. And here's tickets to a minor league hockey game. It's the San Diego Gulls versus the Bakersfield Condors. I think I'm free that night. Uh, let's see. Um, what else? Uh, do you need bookshelves? Uh, I have bookshelves. It's not Ikea stuff either. This is very good. Good evening. I have traveled through many deserts and many streets and two blocks to find the woman from the call center. So... They have a turkey sandwich guided you well. May I come in? You are already in. I know. I was being polite. Then please come in. Would you like a bookshelf? No, thank you. I've already got one. Then there is nothing left but to fight to the death. Yes, nothing left. Oh, hang on. I've got to tweet this. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, now there's nothing left. Not the face! Those are new sneakers! Damn it, you douchebag! Sorry, I did not tell you about my three henchmen. I suppose that made our fight asymmetrical? Before you kill me, why are you trying to stop me from adding my apartment number to the main line of my address? Because I am lazy.
Goodbye, Mr. Morton. Stand on, Forbish, Manson, Meyer, Witskyville. What kept you? You're welcome. How are my dogs? I caught one of them selling your furniture on eBay. I can guess which one. Have you got the amulet? Right here. I studied it all week, but I couldn't figure out what it was for. Nothing. It's just pretty. Now get out that compass. We've got to get across the border within seven hours, and there's only one way to do it. In a single-engine plane piloted by Gary Busey. Six hours and 59 minutes later. There's nothing to be afraid of. you got to fight your fears. Truck 2016. Woo, look at my teeth. Three hours later. And we're all set. So my apartment number is on the main line of my address, and there's nothing on the second line. Correct. Now I've just got to find out if I have dental coverage. I can transfer you to Dentical. Thanks. I'll never forget you. Please hold. The end? And that is it. All of our sketches... On this show were written and performed by Gil Barron, Jim Earl, Bridget Fitzgerald, Jeff Hendrick, Ben Kirshner, and Barry Lank, with help from Alex Schmidt, John Gutierrez, and Amber Petty. All sketches on the West Coast are produced and directed by me, Barry Lank. They are recorded at UBN Radio at Sunset Gower Studios. Our executive producers are Tony Hendra, Jeff Chrysler. We get a lot of music from Kevin McLeod. Our New York engineers are Andrew Hammond and Greg Russ. And that's it. Surf's up, Howies. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-